0: day 157 of Shape by the Word, season two, the drama of Scripture. Uh, we continue through the book of 1 Samuel, uh, where we see a sad turn in life of Saul as he's further and further from the heart of God. He's overtaken uh, by, by madness as he succumbs to an evil spirit, you know, sent to him, you know, by God. Uh, he's even turned on his son, you know, Jonathan, throwing a spear at him. And uh, so there was a couple of chapters where, You know, he pursues David, and we find him at a very poignant moment, you know, in uh, chapter 24. So I'm Paul Camp here with David Keeve. Cindy Camp is here with us. And so, as uh, Matt Kresge, as we continue to read uh, this tragic uh, time in the life of Israel, as the king turns his heart from God, and uh, as it leads to uh, jealousy, as it leads to. Uh, envy leads to a kind of a, a sickness and even a family that is torn apart, you know, down, you know, down the middle. But we see in the ascendancy of David an incredible friendship between he and Jonathan, and we also see the Lord's hand uh, in the life of David. So we're at 1 Samuel chapter 24. And as we always do, we, we pause and realize what a gift we have, what a privilege we have not only to read God's Word, to read it in community, to be enriched by it, Uh, to see the face of God, to see our reflection in the mirror as we we look back at it and knowing that God, through His Spirit, is doing His work in us to transform us into the image of Christ, to cause us to not only love Him, but to love the things that He loves and hates the things that He hates. So we ask Him to do His work in us, and we yield ourselves to Him in order that that work may be accomplished. So Cindy, do you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer?
1: No, don't mind. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this time in your word. And Lord, we do thank you for your word. And our prayer would be that we would um, fall more and more in love with you and and time in your word. So we know that this is your tool to uh, speak to our hearts and to teach us many things, Lord. Teach us about you, teach us about ourselves, um, help us to see sin for what it is. So Father, just use this time uh, please, by your spirit, teach us. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: First Samuel 24. After Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, he was told, David is in the desert of En So Saul took 3,000 able young men from all of Israel and set out to look for David and his men during the cra- uh, near the crags of the wild goats. He came to the sheep pens along the way. A cave was there. And Saul went in to relieve himself. David and his men were far back in the cave. The men said, this is the day the lord spoke of when he said to you i will give your enemies into your hands for you to deal with as you wish then david crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of saul's robe afterward david was conscious stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe he said to his men the lord forbid that i should do such a thing to my master the lord's anointed or lay my hand on him for he is anointed of the lord with these words david sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack saul and saul left the cave and went his way Then David went out of the cave and called to Saul, my lord the king. When Saul looked behind him, David bowed down and prostrated his face to the ground. He said to Saul, why do you listen when men say, David has bent on harming you? This day you have seen with your own eyes how the Lord delivered you in my hands in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not lay my hand on the Lord because he is the Lord's anointed. See, my father, look at this piece of your robe in my hand. I cut off the corner of your robe but did not kill you see that there is nothing in my hand to indicate that I am guilty of wrongdoing or rebellion I've not wronged you but you're hunting me down to take my life may the Lord judge between you and me and may the Lord avenge the wrongs you have done to me but my hand will not touch you as the old saying goes from evildoers come evil deeds so my hand will not touch you against whom as the king of Israel come out who are you pursuing a dead dog a flea may the Lord be our judge and decide between us May he consider my cause and uphold it. May he vindicate me by delivering me from your hand. When David finished saying this, Saul asked, Is that your voice, David, my son? And he wept aloud. You are more righteous than I, he said. You've treated me well, but I have treated you badly. You've just now told me about the good you did to me. The Lord delivered me into your hands, but you did not kill me. When a man finds his enemy, does he let him get away unharmed? May the Lord reward you well for the way that you've treated me today. I know that you will surely be king and the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hands. Now swear to me by the Lord that you will not kill off my descendants or wipe out my name from my father's family. So David gave his oath to Saul and Saul returned home, but David and his men went up to the stronghold. Uh, you see here why David is indeed a man after God's, you know, God's own heart. He has an opportune moment uh, to take his fortunes into his own hand, but uh, rather than taking his fortunes in his own hand, he, he trusts the Lord to you know, the Lord to vindicate him and mm-hmm. to uphold his cause. And uh, that's something, you know, the Old Testament. I mean, the New Testament entreats us, you know, to do to let the Lord be our avenger and, and mm-hmm. of course, to respond to our enemies in, in great love, to bless those that persecute us. And, and you see this, you know, in, in the heart of David, you know, in an incredible way, an incredible moment. A lot of times, I you know recommend that you uh, bring your imagination to the scripture when you read the scripture. But whenever you have someone going into a cave to uh, relieve themselves, you ought to limit your imagination and not linger there that long. Uh, I so was
2: kind of thinking how David snuck up behind. Him I, I know exactly. My <laughs> I knew
0: that's where you were going, David, and like, that's hey, why. David's and that's
2: why uh, I'm, uh, he's got yeah. yes. he's quiet. Yes, so <laughs> sneaky little <laughs> <old> guy.
0: <laughs> he he was a sneaky <laughs> little guy. Uh, as we read the passage, other than uh, David's thoughts right there, what are some of the more godly things that you're seeing? I also do have a godly passage? thought. You do have a godly thought? All right.
2: Well, speaking, you know, we read in verse 12, which is a really great verse here, mm-hmm. where, you know, may the Lord judge between you and me, and, and may the Lord avenge the wrongs that you have done to me. And, uh-huh. you know, you spoke to that just a minute ago, but there's also the passage in First Peter carrying this mm-hmm. into the New Testament. You know, speaking of Christ, it says mm-hmm. in First Peter 2, when they hurled, their insults at him he did not retaliate when he when he suffered he made no threats instead he entrusted himself to him who judges justly mm-hmm. you know so obviously yeah man after god's own heart here david doing that but then the true man after god's own heart you know christ you know trusted himself to the one that judges justly while on the cross while while in the middle of a lot of um, suffering which is where david finds himself as well uh,
0: leading himself to be uh you know crucified uh, you know as well, which is a much bigger. Of course, no one yeah. has sinned against us in the way that we have sinned against the Lord, mm-hmm. and no one has been more gracious to those who have sinned against him than, uh, you know, than our, our Lord Jesus. And, of course, that is a, a reflection of God who is great in mercy. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but even see when Saul um, recognized what David had done, and there was sort of this sense of humility and I was reminded again of the passage that says that um, it is God's kindness that leads us to repentance. And surely, you know, the way David had even treated Saul, it seemed like there was this moment of humility maybe, but he had, he had asked that, you know, God would treat him well for the way that he had been treated today. And, so, and,
0: and of course, that's, you know, similar to what the book of Proverbs talks about, uh, you know, not avenging ourselves on our enemies and yeah. to be kind to him and thus to, you know, heap hot coals on their head, right. which I— we, we take we have no idea really what that means but the idea of bringing conviction to them yeah uh as well and and so you do see a, you do see a moment of repentance it's not a lasting moment of repentance mm-hmm. uh, with with Saul as he has succumbed you know to the um to the you know evil spirit you know sent from the lord is not repented mm-hmm. but here you see the closest thing that he'll you'll get to it and not only that you see him In a sense, affirming what he already knows, that uh, Mm -hmm. indeed this is the kind of man that God wants as a king, uh, one who does not, you know, take vengeance on his enemies, one who honors God, and, uh, you know, one who is is faithful in his his loyalties and that God will indeed, you know, give him the kingdom. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to me, too, this kind of contrast between we've seen, you know, Saul when when Saul is impatient or wants to take matters into his own hand, mm-hmm. or you know maybe God's moving a little bit too slow for him, you know he he acts. And yet here, I mean, David, you know, it's like he is. He he recognizes this weird tension in the text where mm-hmm. Saul is still the anointed, you know mm-hmm. he's still the king, and yet David has been anointed king. And it's almost that kind of that question of like, okay, God, w- when are you going to do this? Because like I'm out here hiding. I, I think what he's got five, six hundred men with him, you know, and here's Saul pursuing with three thousand men, and he's like, well, here's, it seems like an opportune time, mm-hmm. and yet David says, no, he's still the anointed, how dare I touch the anointed king, mm. you know, which it, you see this heart for, for God's law, you know, that we see that those things where like God's, people aren't supposed to curse or, or act against, you know, the ruler that God set up, mm, but no. just watching this heart of David mm. in this moment to, to be faithful. You know, and, and to not rush. It's just so opposite of what we've seen in Saul. No, mm-hmm. and,
0: and this is, you know, the example of, you know, loving, loving your enemies, doing good to those mm-hmm. who hate you, uh, blessing those who, you know, to speak evil against you. And uh, you see that uh, brought out uh, in, in, the, in, the, in this whole situation, mm-hmm. you know, as, as well. And, and you're right. You know, you talk about an opportune moment. David and his men are, are living in a cave. Uh, and they're far from their homes and they're separated, you know, from families This is one easy quick way to bring the whole thing mm-hmm. You know uh, the whole thing that you know, but they wait for God and for his in you know, his for his timing
3: mm-hmm. It has a lot to teach us about waiting right I mean mm-hmm. and even in this waiting it's not a mm-hmm. We're not waiting for the Lord to do something it's just kind of let, mm-hmm. let's go on and do our own thing But it's a, a an active trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean this to me in this moment for David it took more trust in the Lord you know, to wait and to do nothing in this moment mm-hmm. than to to exercise, you know, kinda his whatever his right or his authority or you know, or act unjustly, whatever it is in this moment. It just seems like waiting is so much more difficult and yet you know, kinda carrying this forward into you know, for us now in light of the New Testament, this waiting on the Lord, you know, is still an active waiting in the Lord that that He will act. You know, He is causing all things to work for good.
0: And no, there, there's a huge difference between uh, we want uh, what we want when mm-hmm. we want it in our own time in our own way, rather than trusting the Lord to give us what He wants for us in His time, and in His way. And of course, the Lord is is deeply patient as He's bringing us into a relationship with Him and further sanctification mm-hmm. in Him. And, and of course, what we're you know living for is our happiness and comfort. What He's living for or what He's working in us is our holiness, our conformity. Uh, to the image of christ which will be our un- mm-hmm. ultimate consolation and, and our ultimate joy uh, but we try to find joy way and uh, not in the possession of being honorable to god but in possession of the kingship and all that here comes with it mm-hmm. in that moment
1: and it also makes me think since he's introduced the idea of wrongdoing and evil that saul has been doing to david of joseph who would say you know to his brothers you had meant it for evil, but God has meant it for good. So, I mean, it really kind of resonates that deep, abiding trust, knowing that these circumstances... Are difficult and that yet God sees and God knows and God is. Um, in and control. never the
0: circumstances we choose for ourselves.
1: Never. And mm. uh,
0: we will find ourselves in, in the course of our walk with the Lord in circumstances that we would not choose <coughs> for ourselves. Right. But we know from His sovereignty there, there are circumstances that He has allowed in our life and brought into our life and He has chosen for us in order to form Christ in, in us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you see, in David, in this in this moment, you do see why he is a man after God's own heart. You will see him act impetuously. You will see him, you know, walk away from God. You will see him pursue what he wants when he wants it on his own terms, you know, as as a king. But in this moment, uh, here is a young man whose heart is deeply centered on God and is is allowing God to work in His time and His way in the circumstances of his life.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've spoken about it already a little bit, but yeah, we kind of just want to, like, you know, have these little spiritual shortcuts to, you know, maturity or trying to be more like Christ, but often it is through these difficulties and, and those seasons of, yeah. of suffering that God is at work. And so for us to be a people who trust his purposes, trust in his promises, mm-hmm. keep our faith in those things rather than trying to just circumvent or shortcut yeah. what God's doing. Uh, is an important thing. Yeah,
0: no, I'm, I'm not even sure we're looking for a shortcut to maturity at all. We're <coughs> just looking for the appearance of maturity, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in those images. Because once we're, our minds are set on what we want rather than what God is want, we've <coughs> we've already abandoned any you know any real path to maturity. And, and so you do have, uh, you know, you do have the idea that's going to develop later in the theology of Israel to wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to trust in them, and of course, that's exactly what David is doing here. Hey, Matt Kraske, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah,
3: let's pray, Father. We we wait on you, recognizing how difficult that is at times, and how it, it seems to go against so much of um, how we've been, uh, what we've been taught, how we've even been kind of conditioned by our culture to act and to to, to just do. Um, but Father, we we wait um, patiently. Uh, father for you uh, entrusting ourselves to to you knowing that you are uh, faithful uh, you are just just as christ entrusted himself to you Uh, father we we look forward to the better promises we have in christ jesus thank you that um, he did not consider equality with you something to be uh, used to his own advantage but he emptied himself for for our sake and so father would we uh, behold him today the the true anointed one, the one who has accomplished our salvation. And, Father, will we find life in him. Uh, Father, thank you for the the joy of our salvation. Um, would we live into that today? In Christ's name we pray. Amen.